0: Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avoda Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantov table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hey guys, welcome. This is the last installment on Parsha. We're going to cover Hazinu and Vizosa Bracha. This time of year is very busy with Yom Toem. want to make sure you have uh, different thoughts to share at your Shabbos and Yantov table. All right, so we have Parsha Hazinu. And uh, we start off with Perek Beis, Pasuk Vav, Ha'ol HaShem Am Novo V'lochachem. And the Pasuk is talking about the Jewish people, and it's berating them for being a foolish nation and a not wise nation. And there's something very odd that happens in the Targum Uncalus. Targum Uncalus says on the words Am Novo, Ama Dekabila O'Raisa V'lochachimu. It says they are the nation that accepted the Torah and they're not smart. So I understand that the word velokha means velokhimo that means not smart. Um, but how does Amnaval, the foolish nation or perverted nation how does that tie into them being the nation that accepted the Torah. So obviously the simple understanding of what the Targum is saying is that it's it's saying it as a beratement that you know hey you guys should be smart because you accepted the Torah and there's so much there but yet you're not acting accordingly. But the gra has two other shatim to try to explain this. So the first one is based on the Gemara in Erev and Daf Kuf and other places as well. The Gemara tells us that, um, that if the Torah would not have been given, we would have learned the mitzvos from looking at the animals. We would have learned not to steal, from looking at the ant, etc. And Chazal tells us that, in fact, on the Pasuk, that's in Barash's Chavav, where it says, It says Avram kept the Torah mitzvos before his So how did he do that? He looked at his body, and he learned how to keep the Torah. And so Avraham, our great-grandfather, uh, he was able to look at his Ramach He perfected his 248 limbs so much that they spoke to him and they told him the 248 say, And the, he perfected his shesagidim, his 365 sinews, and they told him the 365 losaseh, so to speak, whatever that means. So um, us, we're, on, we're not on the level where we were able to tap into our bodies and therefore, it's like an insult. So, Amnaval, it's a, it's a perversion of the way it should have been. And normally, we should have perfected ourselves, and the Torah should have been flowing through us, like Avraham Avinu, our, our great forefather. So, it's an insult that we're an Amnaval. It's a disappointment that we're not like him, and that we are the ones that have to still we have to go to the uh, Harsinai and accept the Torah that way. So, my understanding of this thought of the Gra is that it's a disappointment because the entire purpose of the Torah is that it should permeate our body. And we should perfect ourselves, and so th- that is the insult in itself, and that's what Amnufal means—that it's a, it's a embarrassment, it's an abomination that the, that they had to accept the Torah as opposed to learn it for themselves. That's one shot. There's another more off the beaten track, which is a fascinating shot from the Gra, which is brought down by his uh, grandson in Likute Gra, and his like to Biur HaGra on Arheim. and he says the following. He says that um, remember we're trying to explain how. The Targum Unculus translates Am Novel, a foolish nation, as um, the one that accepted the Torah. So he says like this, the Medrash Rabbah says that there are, Rav Hanina Bar Yitzlik says there are three novlos. there are three microcosms. A microcosm of death is sleep, because when a person sleeps, he experiences partial death. A microcosm of prophecy is a, is a dream that you have. And a microcosm of Olam Haba is Shabbos, we know this, you know, Ane uh, Olam Haba. Or Oven adds a couple more, and he says that a microcosm of wisdom, of God, godly wisdom is Torah. So says the Grush. That's what it means here. The word naval means a a nation. Am naval is a nation that experienced a microcosm of godliness, which is through Kabbalah Torah. Kabbalah Torah is a is a um, parable for God's wisdom, and so that's that's what the Medrash is saying. So the Grush takes Medrash Chazal and ties them together in a way that. Uh, we could better understand. Moving on to and Bay's Pasuk test. I'm not going to read the Pasuk yet because it's part of the punchline. But the Vilnagon Talmud, Reb used to come to him with questions. and Rav Chaim Valashin approached him one day and said, Rebbe, I'm learning the Talmud of Raba and Paragalov, and it says that one of Hashem's mitos is that he's samech b'chalko. What does that mean? How could you say that about God, that God is happy with his lot? Does that mean that there's something wrong with him? I mean, what does that mean? How could you say that about God? So the Gra says, no, the Pshat is that the Pasuk says, so we are a lot of God and God finds satisfaction with us. Even though we are imperfect, he still sees us as if we satisfy him. And that's the Pshat that Hashem is And we should recognize that the Reban Hashem is our parents. And so there's a certain element that just like a parent looks towards their child and will take anything they give as long as there's effort there. And so too God looks at us and he is Sameh ki Kihalak Hashem Amo that we are his we are his portion and uh, Hashem is in us. That's the, the says the is a Pshat in the time of Belio. There's a famous line about the Vilna Gon about bitachon. Um, and there's a number of second they talk about Sur Chusub, Parak Lama Base um pasuk, Lamed Zion. <tzer> we, HaShem is our rock that we rely upon. And the Grah, it's brought down in Sefer Himre Yaakov and a number of others for him, that the Grah told her of Chaim Velashen that he argues with Chavos First let me say what he says, and then I'll tell you my take on it. Chos says that you can't rely on HaShem if you're rebelling against him, because it's a chutzpah. How could you re- rebel against him? Um, and the Pasuk says, Poda HaShem lo yeshmu and the like Grah says, it doesn't just say in that Pussik that Hashem will not forsake Elio or Chaim, which are their two names, which is interesting. You see that when a Rabbi talks, he should make things practical. Um, but it says anyone, um, anyone, anyone that relies on Hashem, Hashem will, will take care of. And so therefore you see that even if someone rebelled against Hashem, Hashem will still take care of him. So the truth is that this is not exactly... It's not clear what the Cholz HaVolos actually meant because there's Pesukim that say and the Medrash says a Russia, uh, and there's mahogis exactly what that means. Does that mean that the Russia is still Omei Barisho, and he is still acting like a Russia, and now he's turning to Hashem and Hashem will still take care of him? That's what the Groh seems to be saying, and. Um, other other mufarshim say that it's feel rasha, but he does tshuva, then, and he's Hashem, then venu. So the truth is that it's not so clear exactly what it means. Chavaz is not saying that if a person does tshuva, Hashem is not going to listen to him. Of course he will. If a person didn't believe in Hashem or didn't rely on Hashem, but then repents, of course Hashem will listen to him. is saying that if a person is rebelling against Hashem and not following him, then it's, a, then it's a chutzpah for him to say, oh, okay, now I rely on you, now I need you. Call, like he says at the beginning of Shara, be kim. if you rely on somebody outside of Hashem, then Hashem, Hashem says, okay, you want to rely on that? Then fine, rely on that. Good luck. Have a nice life. So um, what needs to be explained is that, according to everyone, if you do chuba, then you're fine. However, what the gruz seems to be saying Perhaps he didn't like the fact that, that he read the Cholos Ha'olos as saying that, that you can't really do tshuva. Once you insult Hashem, then Hashem says, I don't, I don't want you back, and you can't rely on me. And that, the girl says, is wrong. It's not true. But I don't think that's what the Cholos Ha'olos means. That's not the way I read the Cholos Ha'olos. Cholos Ha'olos means that if you're Omed Barisho, then Hashem says, I don't want you. But if you come back, Hashem says, I'll take you, no problem. And finally, at the end of uh, this parsha of uh, Zinu, and Beis Pasik Menthei. Moshe completed to speak over all these things to the Jews. So the Gra says in Andaris and we've spoken about this earlier, that it refers to the entire Kol Torakula. And the Ramchal in Das Tunis, Perik Pei, says the same thing. Rionis and says the same thing. He has an entire Sefer on this, explaining um, how we find the 613 mitzvahs in Shiras Azinu in the 613 words. The Gra also says, Choros Alaluchos, Chisel Dom Luchos, Choros is Gumatria 613, with the kol. So you add one just for the word itself. And he says it's the same gematria of Chachma Bina Das, which is again 613. And um, that's what it's all about. And the entire Torah is communion Keser, which is again Kesser Keser is also Chachma Bina Das. And remember, we spoke about this before, Kesser, uh, the Bal Turim says in but it's 620, because 613 mitzvot, and then seven mitzvot on top of that. So we have a lot of concepts of repetition here. Moving on to Parshas V'zosa Bracha, a couple of interesting gimel Paraklamic bay is a famous G'ra that I think is very misunderstood, and I want to try to shed a little bit of light on it. Ayomar, Hashem l'amo, This is talking about Hashem offered the Torah to all the other nations before he came to the Jews. And the Graal writes that Esav and Ishmael are na'asev and nishma. What does that mean? That The word Asav comes from the word aso, he's, he was complete, he was made, which is the Olma Sia. was a big doer, and one of his um, downfalls was that he was impulsive. So there was a lot of doing without a lot of listening, a lot of understanding. And uh, Ishmael who was known as a philosopher, it's kind of funny when we think about Ishmael nowadays, but in the olden days, they were brilliant philosophers, and they... Uh, they were influenced by the Jews and, and their philosophy flourished uh, through the uh, development of their intellect. That's all they had. There was nothing else except for the study of wisdom. And are Yishmael is from the word Shemiah to listen. However, the Jews have both. They are Naaz and Ishmael, They combine the two, and that's the power. And one of the things that Gross says is that when Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, so he offered it to the Goyim first, and for example, he came to the different nations and he said to um do you want the Torah? And Aesub said, Mak sivbe, what does it say? So Hashem started reading uh, the Saras Dibros, Los Sinov, Los Signov, Los Sigzol. So uh, they said, Forget it. We live we live on a sword, or we live on Zenus, etc. And they all said no. So the question is, it's not fair. Why did he read them that part? He should have started off with that no he should have started off with that Deber. So the Gras says, It's because of a Jewish language we start from right to left. So when Hashem read the Luchos to the Jewish people, when when He gave it to us, He read it in our, in our order, starting with Anochi. But for the Ga'im, He started in a different order. He started left to right. That's how they read it. Now, a lot of people say, first of all, fine, so I understand that Hashem offered it to 70 nations, and 70 na- nations have 70 languages, and many of them could have been, they re- were written from left to right, like the English language. But the Arabs do write from right to left, and many others do write from right to left. So what does that mean? So obviously the Grah is saying something a lot deeper. The Grah is talking about apikabola, that uh, when you go from the right to the left, so that means that you're writing from a place of chesed. And in fact, the, the Mefarshim actually talked about this fascinating idea that a lot of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet actually, uh, when you start writing them in Safras, so um, you start on the left and then you, are nichol it, onto the right, you bring it into the midas of chesed and there's different ways that you're dragging things, that you're bringing chesed into din, or din, chesed, and, and being mamteg the din. Um, Whereas the Ga'im, everything comes from Din, because um, they didn't accept the Torah, and therefore they didn't justify their own existence. And um, that is a very important thing. Uh, there's a famous thing from the G'roh, Paraklamic, Gimel, Pasuk, Dalad, Torah, Tzivlon, Moshe, Moreshe, we know the Makos Imakos, Khaf Gimel, Amit Be'ez, seems to save it from basim Pasuk, that Hashem commanded us, Torah, Tariyag, Mitzvos, but the G'ruh brings is brought down from um, his brother, uh, Ram, the brother of the Grah, writes in Sefer Malas, the Torah, a very famous thing, Rechav mitzvah Secha, the Pasuk says um, that Hashem, your, your mitzvot are unlimited. And the Grah says that there's 613 root mitzvot, however, there are many, many um, unlimited amounts of mitzvot in the Torah itself. Uh, this is not to say that there are other commandments that are made up, but this is just to say that there's different aspects of the mitzvot, like having mitos, being compassionate, and doing things that are ratzana Hashem, which are also mitzvahs, which are unlimited in their scope. gimel um, and The Chazal tell us that there are four times that the Jews accepted the Torah. They accepted Hashem's malchus. At the Yamsav, Zekeli Vambeyu, by Harsini Sinai, for Matan Torah, in Parsha's Yisro, by Yanu Amba by Yomar Kolash, at the Na'ase, and then after Matan Torah, in Parsha's Mishpatim, where again it says, and then finally, uh, the fourth time by Yashkim Abokar, and there it says Naasa of So the Grona Saliyah says that it's very specific. There's four things. I'm not going to go into it at length, but the first one, they accepted Hashem's um, Malchus. The second one, they were Makabal ul Torah. The third time, they were Makabal to do even the Chukim uh, and the mishpatim the laws that, that are logical, civil laws, but also those that are Chok that are not understood. And that's why it says Naaseh. There we will do it, even though there might uh, might be a lack of Nishma. We might not understand it. And finally, the last time when um, Moshe went up to Har Sinai to accept the rest of the Torah, so they accepted everything in Torah Shvalei Naaseh Nishma. We, we will be amal in the Torah, and we will come to a deeper understanding of it, which is what it's all about. The of of The one of the defining factors of, of God, when they kill their enemy. They would chop off their head, their skull, cut code the skulls along with the forearm as well. The tarav zroa off cut coat. So the Grav says this is Miram to the Gemara in uh, what, what Rashi brings down that uh, that their gud was a very strong uh, sold, were very strong soldiers and their people the people that they killed were were recognizable because their head and their and their forearms were often missing in one shot which normally you would just chop someone's head off, but Gud was very strong. So G-d says, based on the Gemara Menachos, that if someone speaks between putting on their Tvilin Yad and and Shell rosh it's an Avera, and he goes back from the war, and that's one of the Averas listed. And Shevet dun they were very, very Makbid on this Avera, and therefore, they were a that, just like when they put on their the Shalyad and Shell rosh there was no interruption between head and, and arm, so too they had the power to destroy and subjugate their enemy with head and arm together, which represents tefillin. So, what does this mean? <laughs> Why is this as a chus? The pshat is that when you have your, I believe, the pshad is, that the tefillin shell yad represents our Asiya, our action, and tefillin shell rosh represents our machshava, our connecting to Hashem. And our goal in life is to connect our brain, our machshava, what we know is right, to our guf, to our uh, to our body, which which uh, brings out actions. And, but however, when we talk in between, that means that our ego is interrupting. And so, when we are mocked not to talk, what that means is that we're subjugating ourselves fully to Hashem. And so, this lack of interruption between Shal Rosh and Shal Yad, meaning between intellect and behavior, is one of, is the greatest Achus that we could possibly have. Um, Amalek tries to destroy that exact thing, Malika, they try to cut off the head from the rest of the body so there is no communication. And so, that is the greatest uh, thing that we try to accomplish. And I believe that that's what's being Marami's here uh, in, in, that, in this hint about the great um, warrior that God was. That's exactly what he accomplished, that he was able to bind his knowledge with his action. Perak Lama Moshe dies, and um, it says, Vayamas, Shal Moshe, Ebed Hashem. The Gemara asks, how could Moshe write this if he didn't die it? How could he not write it if he says the Torah was complete? The Gemara says he wrote it with Dima, and then Yeshua fixed it up. So people translate it simply as he wrote it in tears, but the Grah says it doesn't answer the question. So Moshe was crying. He wrote that he died because he was losing the opportunity to do more mitzvahs. Like we know the gro himself cried before he died um, because he looked at his senses and he said, I can't. I won't be able to do his mitzvah then. It's a cheap mitzvah here, but in the future world it's impossible. I don't have b'chir anymore. So the Grah says that it's based on the pasuk. It means meduma. It means your the, the, the your grain that's mixed up. Uh, because it has it has miser and truma and everything's still inside it that hasn't been separated. So that's the pshat is that Moshe wrote the letters but uh, but it didn't it was incoherent. He wrote it. This is what the Torah is going to say. But Yeshua had to separate it and write that okay these letters Vav Yud Mem Shin Mem they are Vayamas sham Moshe. So that's that's the Pshat. They cried and the um Gra explains in Adar that Moshe was the truma of the world and truma benenus is one in a 50th and we know the world is around for 6000 years so one 50th of this is 120 that was the years of Moshe however if not for the memreva then he would have been given a more generous truma and he would have been one, one of 40 and one of 40 means he would have lived to 150 that's what the gra says and that's the shot that means that he that he, he died early there's a famous gra that um, says that um, whenever you make a sium so well, the hidden letters of Samahid vagmem the Nigla and Manistar have are the same gematria. And that's because that uh, even, and this is brought down, by the way, in Shubhas Riva Akatan, and um, some people say it's bashem the Kroh, but anyway, um, that uh, it's also, uh, it's brought down in a few other places, bashem the Kroh. And that is because even someone that's just Mishtati with the siyam, he's, he's equal to the, to the person in the siyam. What does that mean? So I believe what that means is that when a person learns something, and he sees that his friend is making a si'am, his friend is completing something, and he has a certain jealousy and a longing for it. So Hashem says, all right, so that is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that she'ifa that you have. And in that of that she'ifa, you'll be Zoka to accomplish things in yourself. So in the si'am itself, there's a longing for the future. So as we are the Torah, and we come to this beautiful Parsha, we've enjoyed so many things in the Gra and we longed, to become on the, on the highest level that we could become and to learn the secrets and the beauty of the Torah, just like the Vilna Gon, and to enhance our lives and our Vodas Hashem through it. That is our longing. And that is our Siam as we start again with voracious bezers Hashem. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content, and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.